PR is about um, getting those messages out there to your people, um, predominantly through the media, to help share your why, to share your values, to share your key messages so that people understand, you know, who you are, your business, and are getting the facts in a way that is not you saying that you're good, but others saying that you're good. So I always try and look at the whole difference between PR and marketing and advertising as marketing and advertising is you saying that you're good and PR is others saying that you're good. Hello and welcome to Smart Online Marketing, where I chat to switched on entrepreneurs and experts to chat about smart strategies to build your business in a profitable and sustainable way. My name is Katie Griffin and I am in the digital marketing game. I specialize in Google ads and I've worked one-on-one with clients such as Showpose, Homework Law, and Snuggle Honey Kids. And I also have my own course teaching small businesses how to grow profitably using Google ads. If we haven't met before, I'm a kombucha-loving Real Housewives apologist alongside my love of all things pop culture. And yes, that does include the Kardashians. I'm a mum of two, a self-confessed hippie at heart with a love of all things business. Hello, everyone. On today's podcast, I have the lovely Emma Burrows, who is the founder of PR Pantry, which is a friendly PR agency that offers unique mentoring and training services for business owners, creative startups and entrepreneurs who are ready to grow their business through the media. And Emma is a mum of one, and she lives with her husband on the beautiful Mornington Peninsula in Victoria. And I got to know Emma. She joined my October 2020 intake of my Google Ads course and got to know her there. And she's just fantastic. She's up to a wealth of knowledge in PR. And I, for one, really struggle with the concept of PR. Like, it just doesn't resonate with my brain for some reason. And even though I've spoken to a number of people about PR and what PR could do for my business and all that sort of jazz, it's still, for some reason, for me, I didn't see it as something that I would need to engage in for my business. But in this interview or in this chat with Emma, I had a whole new spin on it and she is so passionate about PR and making it more accessible and for every business owner and as a holistic part of your overall marketing strategy. And I just love her enthusiasm. I love the way she breaks it down to be more about authentic relationships and conversations and not some, I don't know, murky, sleazy sort of sales tactic, which is kind of the vibe that I get from PR, but that's not at all what Emma's about. She has an online course and she also does one-on-one services as well with PR. So have a listen to this chat and get in touch with her. Let her know what you thought of this interview and I'll catch you on the other side. I'm so excited, Emma. Can you please introduce yourself and tell people who you are? Hello, Katie. It's so wonderful to be here. So my name is Emma Burrows. I am a PR expert and mentor and the founder of the PR Pantry. Um, It was formerly known as Fig PR. Um, I recently had a rebrand, which is very exciting. Um, And I am a specialist in teaching businesses, startups, entrepreneurs how to do their own PR and to learn how to share their unique story with the media and to ultimately grow their business. Okay, that's great. We have just had a really quick chat off mic because, and I was like, I quickly ought to record because this is good stuff. (laughs) But I told you, and you were saying, you know, you're doing a bunch of interviews at the moment or talking to people about what they think PR is. And there's a lot of confusion around it, what it actually is. So in my mind, PR is like something that only big businesses need to do. And you need to like spend a lot of money on hiring like an agency to do it for you. Can you give us some understanding of what like the foundational elements of PR are and whether those things are true. 
Absolutely. So, yeah, as we're saying offline, there's this really, you know, big misconception of what PR is. Um, And as everything that you said, like people think they've got to be um, a big business, they've got to have lots of money, they need to have an agency. Um, A a lot of people I have found um, don't think that they have a story or anything of interest to the media. Um, So overall, it's a really misunderstood industry and I don't think a lot of people know exactly what it is. Um, But fundamentally, right now, PR is happening in your business, in your business, whether you like it or not, or know it or not. So when I say that, people go, oh, what? Like, what do you mean PR is already happening in your business? Well, holistically, PR is about the attitudes, beliefs, and perceptions um, that people have about your brand and um, that of your business. So it's really about your reputation. So um, and if we if we hone in on you know the the, the beliefs. Um, for a second. Um, this is something that, you know, people acknowledge or accept as a truth. And sometimes that truth isn't necessarily even, um, you know, based on fact or proof. It's just off something that someone else has told them. So if we apply that to a business, um, you can really see how, you know, your reputation and the beliefs of your business from someone else can um, not come across correctly if it's off something that isn't actually factual or true. So PR is about um, getting those messages out there to your people, um, predominantly through the media, to help share your why, to share your values, to share your key messages so that people understand, you know, who you are, your business, and are getting the facts in a way that is not you saying that you're good but others saying that you're good. So I always try and look at the whole difference between PR and marketing and advertising is marketing and advertising is you saying that you're good and PR is others saying that you're good. So is it more of a formalized process of getting your reputation out there or word of mouth reputation out there? Because like, let me just back up for you answer that. An example happened when you say PR is happening in your business and whether you like it or not, people are talking about your business and you've got a reputation out there. For example, I got someone um, contacted me on Instagram the other day. They were lovely. I had uh, on my email list a couple of people sign up, like say a dozen people sign up to my course wait list, just out of the blue. And like that will happen periodically. But I was like, oh, that was a coincidence that all in the one day, like all at the same time, I had a bunch of people sign up. And someone came like, hopped into my DMs on Instagram and was like, hi, lovely, like just wondering when your next Google Ads course will be running um, because someone just mentioned it in this Facebook group I'm in and recommended it. And I was like, oh, so is that like an opportunity? Is that sort of underground PR happening where other people are talking about your business and then PR, developing like a PR strategy would be the formalised process of getting that out there? Is that am I right? Absolutely. So a good example if we apply it to business would be say you're a cafe and um, someone goes to your cafe and they have a bad experience. They then go and tell a friend that hasn't been to the cafe um, and says, oh, like the food's not great, don't bother. That friend will then create a belief based off that influence from the other person, whether or not they've been to the cafe or not. So, that person then from, from that belief will have an attitude towards that business and that attitude then becomes an action or, or not an action. So, for, for example, for that, that might be that that person won't go to that cafe. Whereas 
PR can help people through the media, through a third-party endorsement, can help sort of shape and shift some of those beliefs and attitudes. So say, for example, that same cafe gets on Broadsheet, um, which for any of the viewers here that aren't in Australia, um, Broadsheet is a really um, reputable online publication that um, celebrates and champions um, good food, drink, fashion events. So if a, if a business was to get on Broadsheet and people read that, that's a really credible publication that's saying, hey, this is a really great cafe, the food's amazing, service is great, go check it out. So that belief from that person may shift because they've seen that third-party endorsement. So that's essentially what PR can do in the sense of, you know, helping um, people who may have a certain attitude or belief towards your business. Um, it, It can help change those perceptions. So I think also, and this might be true of other people, that interpretation that we've got of PR is that a celebrity stuffs up, they go, they have a bungle or they, you know, they get a DUI or they have an affair or whatever, and then they hire a PR team to come and try and do over their image. Yes. And so there is like this view or this feeling that PR is only something you do when you're in a crisis. Is that the feeling that you get as well, that it's more like a remedy solution rather than like a proactive solution? Um, yes, absolutely. Like that is, I think, historically been the case with PR and a lot of people I have spoken to associate that with reputational management. But I think the... So that is one arm of PR, I guess. One arm, absolutely. Reputational stuff, yeah. Okay. But I think in terms of um, small businesses, it's a really underutilised tool that can help you. And if you're proactive with it, it can do so many wonderful things for your business, like in the sense of, um, you know, building brand credibility, increasing sales and leads. Um, It can help create positive brand awareness. It can help you reach new audiences. It can position you as an expert authority. It can help with um, SEO, with um, the beautiful backlinks that you get there. Um, You know, there's so many things that it can do. And there are lots of different sort of PR approaches that you can take. But ultimately, when you're thinking of PR, you want to think of how is it supporting your wider business goals? So if you are wanting to say, say you're like a service-based business and you're an expert in, you know, Google ads, (laughs) like you would say, say, for example, your one of your business goals is to really be seen as a thought leader in your area. So that could be, you know, a, a fantastic PR objective that you go out and go, okay, I want to get featured in Forbes, in Smart Company, in, um, you know, a range of different publications that are going to reach um, others in your industry and small businesses and, and other businesses, like depending on who you're wanting to reach to showcase your expertise and for people to go, oh, wow, like, you know, Katie really knows her stuff and look at the publications that she's been featured in. Yeah, she's a real, you know, it just amplifies that um, level of um, credibility, expertise and, um, you know, can position you as a, as a leader in um, whatever field you're in. And we met because you enrolled in my Google Ads course and then we started talking and and you were like, you said to me, you should be doing PR. And I was kind of like, why, like, what sort of story do I have? Like, I, I was like, I don't have anything to share or anything like that. What happens when you come across other small businesses that are kind of like, I don't have anything noteworthy that I need to, I would even tell people or or share with the world? Like, how do you develop that angle that you share with people? 
Yeah, well, there's there's a bit of a process to it. So it's essentially, first of all, so every angle and story will depend on the publication that you're pitching to. So ultimately, you want to start off with what do I actually want to achieve with PR? So be, being strategic. So if it's, you know, boosting your credibility or if it's wanting to um, reach new audiences, um, wh- whatever it might be, um, it might be you're launching a new product. So first of all, identifying that. And then from there, you want to look at, okay, so who, who am I trying to reach? Who am I wanting to speak to? And identifying publications that are going to reach that group of people. And then once you get, once you refine and get that media list of, okay, these are the publications and media outlets that I want to um, approach, then it's about going, okay, looking at what they cover and feature and the research stage of um, PR is really critical because what we're trying to do here is get value. So see where you can add value to that publication. And with that, that is where you can go, okay, looking at this publication, where can I fit in? And that's where the hook and angle can come from. So identifying, oh, like, okay, a, a, a feature was done by this public or by this person and they focused on a certain topic and you can from you know looking at what others have done go oh well I could touch on this point so smart company for example I recently well actually not recently last year I I got in them into smart company and um that was based on COVID had just started or just hit and PR can be very much based on time-sensitive stories. So I noticed that um, a lot of people were working remotely and um, getting into that space. So I reached out to Smart Company and asked them if they were working on any stories about working remotely because I had been doing that for um, the past two years prior to COVID. They came back to me. So that was was like March 24th, so, you know, a, a day or so after everything sort of hit in Australia. And I got an email back straight away being like, yep, write us something. So um, I wrote a piece on that, um, which actually, you know, isn't to do with PR. It wasn't wasn't an an area um, around, you know, giving advice on PR, but it was something that I could add value and give to smart company. So it's about looking at trends, what's happening in the world at present, where can you add to that story? Like where, what, what is part of, you know, your expertise or your, you know, life experiences where you could add value there. Um, there's, you know, looking at um, publications and, and finding out sort of the formula for, okay, um, this publication does a lot of contributor pieces on how to or um, top 10 things to know or five common mistakes. So looking at sort of that process, you can really start to go, okay, well, you know, based on um, my expertise, what could I say to help, you know, their target audience? So um, there's lots of different approaches to PR though. Like there's, there's you know, the contributor pieces, there's um product reviews, there's a feature piece. So like it might be a profile on your business, depending on say you've had a certain level of success. Um, so it's it's really looking at the different PR approach. Like f- first of all, finding the publications that you want to get into um, and media outlets that you want to get into, and then looking at where you can add value. And then from there, really starting to look at the different PR approaches for how you could be getting in 
into those publications. I've had like just a million questions have come off from there. (laughs) (laughs) I could talk to you all day. But one thing, one quick thing, the process of pitching, I think that's something that scares a lot of people because, you know, you say you reached out to Smart Company, people that are listening might be like, well, I don't have anyone, any contacts that I'd reach out to. I don't know who I would go to. And also I think there's a lot of unknown for me personally around that process. Like you send off an email about a pitch, then it's like, how long do you have to, like, do you, how often do you get a response from that? What time do you then have to turn around that article? And like, does then, do you then have final say on the output or does that get edited? Like, I just, I guess I'm confused about that whole kind of pitching to final output process. Can you talk me through a little bit of that? Absolutely. So the the pitching process will vary for every publication. So it's it's incredibly tailored. And and the output and the final result will again also vary depending on um, who you are pitching to. But essentially you find your publication, you then need to figure out who you are going to pitch to. So to do this, you really need to do your research. Research, research, research is the key here. Finding then those um, journalists or editors, it can depend, it can vary based on the publication and the size of the the media outlet. Um, But you're essentially wanting to find articles or segments or, um, you know, depending if it's TV, you're wanting to have a look and really understand that that um, media outlet. And if it's, say, for example, it's an online um, publication that does articles, you're wanting to look and see who's writing a lot of the content and if you're seeing similar themes. So, for example, if you're a, a beauty product, you'd be looking for a, a journalist that keeps writing about, you know, similar products or things where you can see an alignment and then from there, it's about, you know, finding their contact details. And it's not as hard as you think. So there's different ways you can look at actually um, getting, a, get, getting a contact, a, a, an email address. Um, a lot of the time they can actually be found either on the publication's website, so in the Contact Us section, or if it's a specific um, journalist and they've written an article, sometimes the, their email is just down the bottom of the article. And you'll find that a lot with um, like News Corp um, publications like news.com.au or um, Herald Sun, Daily Telegraph. You'll actually find when you read the online article down the bottom will actually be the email address of that journalist. So that's one way of doing it. Social media has also changed things significantly. So it's very easy to touch base and reach out to um, a journalist or editor, producer that way. Uh, so if you don't have any luck, you know, with the websites, that's another approach that you can take. So once you do go and you and LinkedIn as well, like there's Twitter, yeah, Instagram, they're all fantastic ways of reaching out. And some journalists actually on their social media in their bio actually have got a tip, you know, email me. So People actually do use that as a sounding board and a place for people to, you know, reach out to them. They're wanting stories. So then once you have found um, the person you want to reach out to, you then have to craft your pitch. And I always say to my clients, like, people, the media, they need stories. They need content. So get rid of that mindset of that you're annoying them. Or Yeah, that's what I feel like. I'll just be bugging them. They'll be like. Yeah, no. Like, and the thing is, they'll get annoyed if you haven't done your research and you're pitching a story that has 
absolutely no relevance to them. If you do that, like that's like me coming to you, asking you for advice on theory like, or something. And I'm yes, like, something, I don't even do that. Yeah. You're like, that's not my jam. Like, why are you coming to me about that? Like you clearly have no idea, you know, how I work. So I think that's also, I, I, I understand what you mean because then it's like, like I get DMs for people being like, asking me for advice and it'll be something that I don't even specialize in. And I'm like, do you even, <laughs> if you just randomly hit up a thousand people, it's kind of like that cold LinkedIn DM that you're like, go away. That's just annoying. Yes. But if you do it in a really like strategic and personalized, like don't go out and mass email everyone with the same yes. hi there or whatever it is. So yes. you're saying really tailor it, which takes time, but you probably get a better result. Absolutely. And there can be that sense of like, I just want to go out and pitch. And it's, it's, you know, it really is about, you know, you have to think you're talking to another human. So spend the time to research, find out who you're speaking to. And then once you, once you get that person, um, you need to get a bit visible because, a journalist, depending on who they are in the publication, be getting, can be getting hundreds of emails every day. So it's 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 about identifying how can you stand out. So getting visible is really important. So actually spending the time, um, you know, when you are like researching and trying to find the contact details to to reach out to them, then follow them on on their um, on their social media channels. Be authentic with your engagement. Like if there's a, a story that they've written that resonates with you like that, um, if, if they've shared it on their Insta- Instagram, maybe comment below and, and say, oh, that was a really great read. Um, it, if it fits in with your um, socials, share that, you know, doing those things and tagging them, like showing that you actually care and, and value their their time and the content because you know what they've written has taken time and energy and to appreciate that they will see um that you care and it can mean when you do go out and send that email pitch um you know there's a lot of things you want to do in that to you know make that a successful pitch but if you have done that work and um you know done a few things to get a little bit of visibility that can help so much because then you're actually going out there and um, it will, when you do email, they're like, they might recognize your name or your business and go, oh, oh, that's that person that's, you know, been giving me a little bit of love lately on, on the gram or so it's doing that. And then, yeah, with the pitch, um, that subject line is so crucial. Um, I recently got in a Mamma Mia article and I did a little experiment with it. And the first time I pitched the article, I did a really long-winded, crappy subject line and didn't hear anything. It was a week later, nothing. But the email, the the pitch itself, I was like, yep, I'm pretty sure this is bang on. I think this is what they want. Um, So then all I did was change the subject line and I sent it off again and within half an hour I got a response. So it just goes to show the importance of... um, yeah, getting that subject line right and getting seen and, you know, the, really the, it being something that's enticing and it's a hook, like you want to open that and read more. And, yeah, and then from there, like, you know, just being very clear of what you want in that email pitch, um, yeah, making it very personalised, showing the value. Like I keep going back to this, but it's all about how can you help this person? Um, how can you give them content? Um, and, and really having that, 
that call to action of, you know, this is what I can do um, and, and having starting that relationship. So, yeah, in terms of the process, it'll, it'll vary for each person um, and each publication. But, yeah, in terms of then say you do get a response, yes, we'd like you to write an article, the finished product can get edited um, and that does happen. Um, it depends, like they'll give you guidelines on the word length and um, the style thereafter. And just, yeah, that, that can happen where it can be edited, um, yeah, here and there. Um, some some publications do let you know, some don't though. So you just need to be prepared for that, that when it does get released. Um, yeah, and that's the thing with PR. And I think this is something that um, when we go back to sort of the difference between advertising and PR is that PR is uncontrolled. We're sending out all these key messages and we're, you know, giving information, but end of the day we're handing it over to someone else that can then um, take it how they want. So, um, yeah, even with a contributor piece that you've written, sometimes things can get changed slightly here and there just to fit their their audience style. So, um, you know, for example, you might have the, you might write a, a great subject or a, head, a headline that you think is perfect and then when it comes out it's slightly different to the headline that you initially had so yeah it's it's just about um you know I think just understanding how it all works the process that works and what I'm finding with the people I'm teaching you know the formula and process is the same regardless of what you know your business might be um and it's really exciting because I I my goal is really just to to shift the mindsets and to show and to make PR accessible for everyone because once you once you understand it and then you work on um, getting publicity and work on getting in the media, um, it becomes addictive. It becomes quite fun, and also it's it's earned media. It's free. So once you have the skill set, you're not constantly spending money on um, you know it's different to ads where you know you've got to continually. You know, keep spending um, and, and that article is evergreen like once it's out there um, especially on you know in, in a digital space um, that article will be there for years <laughs> which can be a bad thing if you get bad PR because <laughs> then it's like yeah, you're like oh, crap. it's like oh gosh <laughs> so what I'm hearing from you and I think it's really refreshing to hear is that your approach to PR is really about cultivating authentic relationships and networking in a way that is real and person to person and not being just mass no, about it yes. and, and really shoot and whatever sticks, sticks. It's a really strategic approach to it, which I think is a great is great for other people to hear because I have the perception of PR, I think because everyone probably gets reached out to by people on LinkedIn or people on Instagram that they're, they're kind of like unsolicited DMs and they feel really like mass-produced you get those ones on like want free Instagram growth, for example, on Instagram or something like that, that hearing that it doesn't have to be like that, that it really can just be about the cultivating authentic relationships with other people and then using that to push out messages that genuinely support your brand. And I love that approach. What about, so I had an example last year where I was approached by someone at Yahoo and they, um, in they, Got into my got in touch with me by Instagram on on DMs and sort of said, like I work for Yahoo. I'm looking to write a piece on the ten ad experts to watch in 2021. Would you like to be part of it? And I was like, yeah, I'd love to. Like, here's my email address, kind of thing. 
And then when they emailed me through, they were like, there's a participation fee for you to be in the article. Ah. And I didn't expect that. I, I, I was so green. I'm so green to the world of PR that I was kind of like, oh, thanks, but no thanks kind of thing. What is your thought on doing? Because I the reason why I said no to that was it was like I felt like it was I was paying to say good things about myself. I don't know. I felt weird about it. But then when the article came out and I saw a lot of my peers in it, I was like, oh, I should have done that. But then I just didn't, I didn't, I felt like if someone was cultivating a list of the 10 best X, Y, Z, that it should be something that was unpaid. I don't know. I just had this weird feeling about it. So what do you, what's your thoughts on paying for those sort of things? Like, is that a good use of your money? But also is it, is that the sort of PR that you would also encourage? Yeah. So it's a bit of an interesting one. So with PR, there's a thing called advertorial, which is essentially you're paying for an editorial piece. So it doesn't look like an ad, but it actually is. Yeah, so, that's what I guess that's what I didn't want it to sell. I didn't want to sell myself that I've been chosen as a 10 best ad experts. Yeah. But then I've actually paid for that. So I paid for that product placement. I felt like it was product placement kind of thing. Yeah. And um it very much depends again on the on the media outlet. So if it's a publication that's, you know, really quite well known and it has that um, level of authority and um, could position your business in in a, you know, positive light, um, I, I 100% um, would, you know, suggest going down that path if it's within your budget. Um, you want to find out all the details and really understand the context of, you know, how that article and how you'll be positioned. And as soon as you start paying for anything in this space, you have a lot more control. So you can sort of really start to understand, yeah, just just those questions that and things that might be a bit harder to um, navigate when it's um, earned media. But there's definitely a place for paid um, PR, um, but it does very much depend on... Is it on- commonplace? Like I, I just wasn't sure whether that was something that happened a lot or whether it was just... Yeah, it depends. It really, well, the, the media landscape has changed so much and especially um, with last year with the changes in, um, you know, advertising um, there, you know, some, some a, lot, a lot of publications, especially in the magazine realm, um, shut down because they just weren't getting enough revenue. So uh, you, you'll find with, you know, certain publications um, getting advertorial um, spots is, is, is now their bread and butter. So there'll be some publications that that's that's how you'll get an, an article is by also, you know, coughing up a little bit of money. So yeah, it is it is a common thing. Um and it just it does just vary depending on the publication. But um yeah, in the sense of like Yahoo um and you know given the the nature of um that publication and you know looking at their audience and reach, like you just sort of need to look at I guess, all the insights and data. And that's something you can ask for, um, you know, when you are paying for um, a certain placement. You can ask, you can ask for, um, you know, just all the information around the reach and um, the audience and, um, yeah, all those, all those bits of data that can help, make, help you sort of identify whether this is a good opportunity or not because you are paying essentially. So yeah, it, it is it is common. It's it's definitely something, and you'll find that a lot with um you know with certain gift guides, 
you know, not not to say that's with all of them, but there'll be some gift guides where um, that will be the case, where they will ask for, yeah, a fee um, to to be involved and with certain listings. So it depends on the business model of the, the media outlet and, um, yeah, just in the sense of, um, yeah, how they how they get revenue because at the end of, that, end of the day they are a business and they need to make money. So, um, yeah, just yeah, absolutely something to consider though. Um, and to be aware of when you are pitching that that can sometimes happen. That's great. I love that insight. Thank you very much. I should have come to you when I was approached. <laughs> um, I could just talk to you all day about this sort of stuff, but I guess I better wrap up at some point. I want, Before we do, I want you to talk about, because we've, we've chatted heaps about PR and actually the nitty-gritty behind it, but can you talk to me about like what your business looks like and what sort of avenues you have that you help? Like I know you work in a one-on-one capacity with people too yeah but what are the what are the sort of ways that um that you offer your services in PR yeah so it's been a really exciting um yeah 12 months for me so uh over the last couple of years I've done um retainer PR um I've had some fantastic clients um one of them being the Australian Open which for my, this is my first year not doing the Australian Open it's probably PR. A good year not to be doing it oh, <laughs> it feels it feels very surreal and yeah it's just a, a crazy time at the moment for for everyone in the team there so really thinking of them all but yeah for me um this year I'm just fully um, mentoring and teaching people how to do their own PR. Um, so my services are, I've got a one-on-one boot camp, which is pretty much a, it's a fantastic program. It's um, completely tailored to your business. So what that means is that um, we get together, I find out the ins and outs of your business, and then I go away and I create all these media assets for you to use to then go out and pitch to the media. So what I do in that sense is actually create a media list. So I look at the the publications and media outlets that I think would be a good fit for your business, Um, create different hooks and angles. As we're talking before, sometimes it's hard to come up with that. I really enjoy coming up with the hooks and angles. So um, coming up with those hooks and angles, I have all these different templates and examples and resources for you to use. And then I hand it all over to you and then um, you have four or eight weeks to go out and pitch to the media with me by your side, holding your hand. I can look at um, different pitches that you've written. Um, I can answer an, um, any of your questions that you might have. And it's pretty much just having a, a publicist in your corner to, to be there and help you. And the results have been so great. Like people are getting into, you know, just these big publications like Body and Soul, Herald Sun, Kid Spot, um, Mama Disrupt, like, really really good publications um and yeah it just makes my heart sing when I see people email me and they're like yay you got another thing it's like yes um so that's my boot camp that's been really um yeah really successful and um I've really really enjoyed that uh with that though I've found that I've been getting more and more people asking um to do it and in terms of my capacity, um, because they are very intensive, it's a lot of time and effort and research, I'm finding I just don't have um, the, the resources to, to um, cater. So I have created a, an eight-week program called Pitch Perfect. Which... Oh, my God, I love that name. <laughs> Such a great name. Getting my my inner um, Rebel Wilson. <laughs> yeah. The fat, is it Fat Amy? Fat Amy, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> That Emma. <laughs> and I Oh, you're so funny. And and yeah, so pretty much it is um 
a group program that goes for eight weeks and it's um, I'm dropping modules um, every week um, teaching you how to do your own PR and it is um, I don't want there to be overwhelm I feel like there can be so I'm trying to make it very just um, the essentials of what you need for your business but making it strategic so that you go away with a, a PR plan you go away with a media list, you go away with all these resources to go out and pitch to the media. And it's all about doing, I think, just taking the action, taking the leap and going out and having that mindset of just, I am big enough. I am good enough. The media want my story. Like they they need content. They need um, case studies. They need, so if there's a story, the media need um, case studies and experts to back that story. So and a lot of that comes from, you know, small businesses that have, you know, either a product that can help enhance or support that argument or an expert to come on and provide a differing view or, you know, like there's so many ways where a business can provide value. Um, and, yeah, I'm just here to show people that they can do it, learn the skill. It's 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 really, um, it can be a lot of fun when you know um yeah how to do it and it's about making it a habit in your business which is something I'm really um passionate about so making sure like understanding that you know business owners are very busy and looking at ways so that you can consistently research and um reach out to certain journalists and editors producers whoever you're speaking to and um have that consistency there because that's where you're going to see the results and yeah, it, it can pay up and just do wonders for your business. So, um, yeah, very excited and very passionate to, to yeah. teach people. <laughs> so exciting. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. It's just been great to chat and find out more about the potential about PR and what it actually is. And it's so refreshing to hear that, like I said, really authentic, really nurturing and personalised approach to PR. If people do want to get in touch with you, where's the best place to do that and connect with you online and all that sort of stuff? Absolutely. So you can find me at the PR Pantry, which is just the PRPantry.com, um, or you can find me um, on Instagram and Facebook, which is just the PR Pantry as well. So, um, yeah, but thank you, Katie. Thank you so much for having me. It's just been so much fun to chat. I hope all of that made sense. <laughs> and, um, yeah, if anyone has any questions, please feel free to, to reach out and say hello. Um, I love a good chat and, yeah, I'm just here to help people. So thank you so much for having me. Thanks, Anne. Thanks. Bye. I hope you enjoyed the talk with Emma. She, I walked away thinking, oh, I've got to do PR immediately and then realised maybe that can be a part of my plan post mat leave. But, yeah, I just found, had a whole new respect for the PR industry and what it can actually do for your business and it's something that I'll definitely pursue in the future. Uh, if you want to get in touch with Emma, all her contact details and links are in the show notes. If you want to get in touch with me, I'm at Katie underscore. My website is katiecriffin.com. I'd love it if you left a rating or review or sent this to a friend that you think would benefit from hearing this episode. And I will catch you on the show next week.